So here's what I have in my spirit tonight. I want to talk to you on the subject doors. Doors. We're now entering into a new decade. As we just said before, we're at the door and we're about to go through. A new door. A new year. And a new decade. Now, before that we enter in through this door, we must make sure that we shut all doors of the past. You know, Paul had to do that. Paul said over in the book of Philippians, he said this. He said, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended or arrived. But he said, this one thing I do for sure. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So how many of you want to go on with God all the way? Go into this new door of a new decade so what we must do is we must leave the past and let the garbage go. That's true. Amen. I don't know what you've been through, but one thing for sure, we're still breathing. Amen. Yeah. Now, one of the most deadliest things that can hinder us in our lives is unforgiveness. And not only unforgiveness toward someone, but you know that we can have unforgiveness toward ourselves? You know, when we go before the Lord and we ask Him to forgive us, I got a question for you. Does He do it? So since He does it, then we must let go of it and stop allowing condemnation to kill our confidence. The Amplified says, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, he said, it is my one aspiration, forgetting. Now that word forgetting there means no longer carrying the weight of it. Or no longer caring for what lies behind. And he goes on to say, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I prophesy over your life, over my life, and over this church, that great things lie ahead for all of us. And then in verse 14, he says this, I press. Now, the word press there means to pursue, which means I seek eagerly. It is my endeavor to acquire this prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One thing for sure, everyone in this auditorium tonight is called of God. Every one of you have an assignment from heaven. You may not be yet, you may not be saved yet, but you have an assignment. And God is waiting for you to call upon Him. So he can reveal and he can unfold his assignment and his plan for your life. And so we must be men and women who accept our call and then be diligent in the pursuit of our call 
because it is a high calling. There's no greater calling than to be called of God. And every one of you are called of God. And so what do you say? In 2020, we press on. We press in. We give it our very best. Now notice in the Amplified it says, I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. There's an upward call on everybody here tonight. And that future that God has got for us is very bright. Say with me, there's an upward call on all. One of the things that God calls us into is closer communion with Him. He calls us to lay aside the weights and the sins which those so easily beset us. He calls us to cast our cares on Him and not allow the distractions of this age to choke the call or to choke the word that He has given us. You see, it's our responsibility not only to answer the call and to realize it's a high call, but then uh, pursue that call with everything we have. I believe God's calling us to a better quality of life. How about this? An upward call for more energy for all. I like this one, less debt, or how about this one? Just a thought, no debt. Come on up. I believe what the Holy Ghost is saying, come on up. Come on up. Come on up in your relationships. Come on up in your marriage. Come up higher in your friendships. Come up higher in your diligence to be a faithful steward over your time. How many of you know that time is precious? I mean, once time is spent, you can't get it back. And you can't save time. You can't put time in Tupperware and go back and check on it in a later date. Time is absolutely precious that God has given us. And for us to spend our time with the timeless one, there comes then an exchange from the timeless one of peace and joy and things that are literally out of this world. But you and I are living in this world. Better quality of life. How about this one? Come on up in joy. Come on up in divine health. And so there are doors. There are doors that God has got for us to go through. Solomon was a very wise individual, and he said, in essence, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked 
Keep your feet from following evil. God's got a vision for us. Part of this vision, in order to go up, we must let go. Isaiah says it like this. He said in Isaiah 43, verse 18, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, what kind of thing is he doing? Say it with me. New doors and new things. He's saying, now look, ladies and gentlemen, I will do a new thing. And now it'll spring forth. And then he says, you'll know it. You'll know it. How many of you sense some new things? How many of you sense some greater things? Now notice, he said this, I will even make a way. I love that. He is the way and he is making a way for you. I will make a way in the wilderness. And I will cause rivers to spring up in the desert. What does that mean to us? That means at destruction and at famine, God is going to supply every need. And because we know that He is the supplier of every need at destruction and at famine, you and I can rejoice. You and I can laugh. Now, Isaiah 42, let's back up one chapter in 42, verse 9, it says this. And incidentally, when he says, remember not, what this is saying is, don't recall, don't reenact, don't recite the bad things. Don't live them through again and again and again. Now, Isaiah 42, 9 says this, behold, the former things are come to pass. And new things do I declare. And he says this, before they spring forth, what? Hey, I got a question for you. Is God talking? It's not a question whether God's talking or not. The question is, are we listening? And he says, I am so committed to the call of God that I've placed on your life that I will tell you of these new things. I will show you the door and the doors that I have for you to go through. Now, you do not want to miss your doors. You do not want to miss your day of visitation. You do not want to miss what God has got for you. Now, it's New Year's Eve. Many of you know my testimony. You know, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I grew up around a family that drank a lot. and You know, that's what kids do. You know, they see their mom and dad drink, and then you drink. And so we drank, you know, when we were young. And I think I was about four years old, and I went down in the basement, opened up a bottle of my dad's beer, and drank a couple sips out of it. And they thought it was cute. I went down to the hamburger joint... And I told the guy, I was about eight years old then, I said, I'll take two hamburgers, fries, and a bottle of beer. (laughs) And they just thought it was really funny. But you see, I saw that, and that's no disrespect to my mom and dad. My mom and dad are in heaven, glory to God. They made it. 
I'm going to see him again. But you know, that's what you did. You know, you went to all boys Catholic school and man, as soon as Friday night hit, you go get a case of beer and drink, 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 drink. And, and later in life got drunk, drunk, drunk. And, and I know this to be a fact that you can get so drunk that you can't find the door. I said, you can get so drunk and so inebriated that you can't even find the door to go through. And spiritually, the same thing is true. We're not talking about being drunk on wine or alcohol, but did you know that you can get drunk with the cares of this life? You can get so drunk with the spirit. Come on, guys. The spirit of this world is sick. It is sickening. And if we constantly feed on the entertainment of this world, the spirit of the world will get in us. And we'll become so blinded that we can't even see the door or hear about the door, or even know there is a door, and be a spirit-filled Christian. So, so I didn't come to hear that tonight. Well, it's what's on the menu. It's what's on the menu. Don't miss your day of opportunity. There are multiple doors that are opening for you. There's a door here. There's a door there. For He is the door. Hallelujah. So give it to me, saith the Lord. And hold not on to it one day longer or one moment longer. Yea, roll it all over on me. And make a fresh commitment of holiness unto me. Yea, separate yourself from the things that would separate you from me. Disengage from the spirit of this age and the spirit of this world. Come on up higher and live for me. It is the high life, it is the better life, and it is the good life. Amen? Amen. So I make that commitment in my heart. How about you? Put your hand over in your heart and say, I commit to you, Lord. Glory. How many of you believe God with me tonight? He says now, New things do I declare, and they shall spring forth, and I will tell you of them. To hear what he has, we must have an ear to hear. And I like to call it, like my good friend calls it, he calls it windows of light. Windows of light. What is a window? A window is an opening. 
It's an opening and, and a window of light. And his declarations that come to us are like windows of light where the eyes of our heart begin to see. So that we can seize everything the Lord's got for us. And that's why I encourage you to pray that the eyes of your understanding regularly would be flooded with light. That you may know what is the hope of your calling. Amen. Now, I like this word, new things do I declare. Now, I love this because the word new there means fresh. Get ready, get ready, get ready for a fresh start. Get ready, get ready, get ready for fresh oil. Get ready, get ready, get ready for a fresh wave of the Spirit of God. And so I firmly believe that God wants to open new doors for us. And so the Bible refers to this over and over again. Let me just go through a few scriptures real quickly. Let's look at some of them. John 10, 9 says, Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved. You know what, that, you know what it takes to walk through that door? Simple childlike faith. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. And that on Calvary's cross, he gave his life for me. I believe that fully. And now, Lord, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I'm coming through the door into your kingdom. It is as easy as eating a piece of apple pie. There's one reference to food right there. Okay. Brenda has a cute story that we learned from Kenneth e. Hagen. And uh, I'd like for you to tell about the farmer and should have ate. Yeah. We need a little humor right now. <laughs> well, we were joking today. Well, let me, yeah. She, I was upstairs getting ready for tonight's service. I told her I'm, I'm not eating today. I'm going to eat fruit and I got to save my voice and everything. And then this smell comes up from the kitchen. And uh, it's a southern meal that she was cooking, so go ahead. Well, the reason we weren't going to eat is I would like to take my hat off if I had one to some Greek chefs. They're not all here. We had a delicious Greek meal last night, so we decided we were too full. But then this thing kept coming to me as a kid. I don't know how many of you are from the south, but uh, it was traditional. On New Year's Eve, we had fried cabbage with sausage, black-eyed peas, and fried potatoes. So he told me he wasn't going to eat, so I thought... Well, I'm just going to make a little bit for myself. I just have to have this. So that's what happened. So he comes downstairs, and he starts looking, and he's like, I'm not going to eat very much, but maybe I'll just eat some of the cabbage without the sausage. So he starts picking a little bit at that. <laughs> he's like, oh, that sausage looks really good. So he takes some sausage, and then a big bowl of fried potato, fried taters, as we would say in this house ketchup and he starts eating that i mean he and then i'm sitting down eating he's standing there over the stove eating and then he says 
If I just stand up, I don't eat as much. I'm thinking. <laughs> don't think that philosophy's working right now. So anyhow, he goes upstairs after he ate quite a bit. He's sitting at his desk. He's patting his belly. And he goes, actually, that was really good. I'm glad I ate. And I said, well, I'm glad you did too. Because Brother Hagin used to tell this story about this young preacher. He was staying in this farmer's house. And the walls are real thin in the bedroom. And the preacher and the farmer had gone to church that night. But before church, the farmer's wife had cooked all this food. And the young preacher said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to be fasting for the service and all of that. So she didn't go to church that night. They came home. The young preacher actually heard the conversation. So the man, the farmer gets in bed and his wife says to him, well, how did our young preacher do? And the farmer replied, he should have ate. <laughs> he fasted in vain. So pastor ate and he's preaching good. Amen. So I'm glad I ate. <laughs> In Acts 14, 27, it says, And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them, and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Everyone say the door of faith. In 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, For a great door and an effectual door is open to me. Now the Amplified says it this way, for a wide door of opportunity. I want you to see that. Everyone say a wide door of opportunity. I declare over your lives wide doors of opportunity. Wide doors of opportunities for effectual service has opened to me there a great and promising one and yet there are some enemies now we do know that the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy and we know that he walks about as a roaring lion and just because there are doors opening that we're going to walk through does not mean that the devil died but you can keep the devil where he belongs in your life and it's not up here. And it's not in here. The devil belongs exactly where God wants him to be. And that's under your feet. Amen. So know this. Even though the enemy may try to stop you, he'll never be able to do it. Because he's under your feet. Amen. Corinthians says this. Now when I arrived at Troas to preach the good news of the gospel of Christ, a door of opportunity was opened to me in the Lord. Colossians 4.3 says, With all praying also for us that God would open, everyone say open, that he would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds. And then in Revelation 3, verse 8, and I'll quote it to you. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door that no man can shut. 
I'm telling you, when God opens a door, man cannot shut it. Now, you can make the choice not to go through it. But as far as man's concerned and the enemy's concerned, when the door opens a door, brother, it is open. So here's what I have in my spirit. Entering in. We're at the door. Doors of opportunity. What other kinds of doors? Doors of employment. How many of you ever leaving God for a better job? How many of you believe in God just for a job? In the name of Jesus, we set ourselves in agreement with you for the right door. Not just any old door, but the right door. Not a door that would take you away from your church 3,000 miles away so that you'd backslide. But a door like Elva Valencia got two miles from her home. That's a door, brother. When God opens a door, it's God. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I feel something on this employment area. Raise up your hand right now. Let's come into agreement with our brothers and sisters. Say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. We come into agreement, asking and touching this thing for jobs, for employment, even promotion, coming to your people in this community, in the name of Jesus. Let's give them praise for it. And then there's doors of utterance. Doors of utterance. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit will come upon you guys. And He'll turn you into another man. And you'll begin to speak out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit as these doors of utterance open up. And you'll be able to speak a word in season to souls that are weary. I believe this. That God will open up such great doors of utterance that you'll begin to prophesy without even realizing you're prophesying. That you begin to flow in the word of wisdom and word of knowledge without even really realizing it. You do not have to speak Elizabethan English to flow in the spirit. You can lay your thous and your these and your verilies aside and just be real and be open to the door of utterance. That's good news, man. You just don't know what people are going through out there. But God does. And in your pathway is life. In your pathway is the love of God. In your pathway is encouragement. Hallelujah. Everyone shout doors. Of utterance are opening for me in this new decade. Hallelujah. And I do believe this as well. That God is causing doors that have been shut to open. It looks like 
things may be heading south, but we don't live by what things look like. We don't live by what things feel like. And we don't live by what other people say. We live by what God has to say. And there are many adversaries. There are things that will try to hinder, try to stop. But oh, thank God. If God before you, who can be against you? If the Lord be on your side, what difference does it make? I mean, we're in a little situation right now with our park and ride deal. There's been some hindrances. There's been some adversaries. But how many of you know God is in control? He's in control. And so we're thanking God ahead of time. Things that have been shut can open up. But there's something that is important about windows of opportunity. Windows of opportunity don't stay open many times all that long. And I can remember, you know, Brother Hagen, when he would kick off the Sunday evening service for a camp meeting and winter Bible seminar, he would preach a message called, I went to hell. I went to hell. And he literally did go to hell. Because when he was on the bed of affliction, he died a couple times. And he went down, down, down. But then the Spirit of the Lord raised him up. And one of the key points of his message was this. When you've heard the truth, you better act on the truth. And I'll never forget this statement, and that is this. Because missed opportunities can bring regret. Missed opportunities. And that is not only true when it comes to receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but there's opportunities out there. You've got to recognize them. Amen. Doors. I believe God's opening up some hearts. He's opening up some jobs. He's opening up some relationships. I said relationships. Hey. Sometimes people hurt because of past relationships. But the balm of Gilead can be poured in. And the oil and the wine can heal that up. And he can put you in a position for a new relationship. A relationship that is above and beyond all you can ask or think. Y'all still here? Divine connections. Divine connections. Divine connections. I don't know how many times I've preached this, but I'm going to preach it again. I'm always in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people. Say with me, we're always in the right place at the right time doing the right things with the right people. The favor of God is going before us and it's opening doors that no man can shut. 
And so an opportunity is an appropriate or favorable time or occasion. It is a situation, it is a condition favorable for the attainment of a goal, of, of a good position or prospect, or for an advancement for success. Supernatural setups, divine appointments. And in closing tonight, I want to give you three ways that you can recognize these God-given opportunities. Are you interested? Three ways, not the only ways, I'm sure, because I don't know everything, just like you don't. But here's three ways, or three keys, to seize God-given opportunities. Number one, stop. Number two, number two, look. Number three, Listen, everyone say stop, Stop. look, Look. and listen. Stop. Don't get so busy that you can't be interrupted. Wait on God. Take time to pray. Don't get too busy for a divine appointment. Spend time feeding on the word. And for heaven's sake, quit trying to figure it out. How many of you know you cannot figure out how God and when God? You are smart, but you ain't that smart. Stop. Just stop. Well, I haven't got time to wait on God. You don't have time not to wait on God. I don't have time to be in the Word. You got three, four hours to be in the television. And I'm telling you, that television is telling you a vision. (laughs) Why not go to the Word and let God tell you a real vision? So stop. Be willing to change plans, to be at the right place at the right time. Number two, look. Don't be passive. Expect God. Put up your spiritual antennas. Stop and look. Look for an opportunity to be a blessing. Look for an opportunity to invest your life in the things that really matter, the things that will matter for eternity. Stop and look and expect to see. Expect God to open your eyes. What we spoke about earlier, windows of light. And then number three, everyone say, listen. Listen. Stop, look, and listen. 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 Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. In a few moments, we're going to have communion. But I feel like tonight that there are some Vital things happening in your hearts. I feel like there's some things turning. I feel like there's some things shifting. If you have an ear to hear, and you're really hearing what the Spirit is saying, you should be excited on the inside. And excitement does not always manifest itself in shouting and laughing and dancing. It sometimes does. But in your spirit, you ought to be excited. And expecting new doors 
And we're going to make some progress in 2020. So listen up. Habakkuk 2. Oh, how I've been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. I will in my own thinking stand upon my post. Don't coast. Stand upon your post of prayer. I will stand upon my post of observation. And I will station myself on the tower or fortress. His name is our high tower. And I will watch to see what he will say. I will watch to see what he will say within me. And what answer I will make as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaint against him. Notice with me that I will watch to see. You see, the Bible says, without a what? Vision. Without a vision, what happens? People perish. The people perish. Yeah. Now, you're going to hear a lot of cute things about 2020. John was kind of joking around me in L.A. 2020, the year of plenty. Well, that's great. That's a little cheesy, you know. <laughs> you know, and you're going to hear a lot of things about 2020 vision. And, you know, you could preach a month on that. And that's all good. I'm not criticizing it. But the reality of it is, is this, where there is no prophetic vision, the people will perish. There's a difference between natural vision and a prophetic vision. A prophetic vision is given by the Spirit of God. It is given by the Spirit of prophecy. And when there is 2020 vision, there will be clarity. And you'll be able to see as you hear what the Spirit will say to you. Amen. You see, the wisdom of God is not hidden from us. The wisdom of God is hidden for us. So to tune in and to hear, we must tune some other things out. I believe what the Holy Spirit is encouraging all of us to do is take time to come aside with Him. Check up on the inside. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. And so I want to quote a couple of tremendous preachers tonight. Brother Keith Moore says this, When you have windows of light, you will have doors of opportunities. And as a result of having doors of opportunities, there will be streams of provision. Anybody interested in having provision? And then Brother Savell said this, and I love what he said. He said, I will open a new door and cause my faithful ones, faithful ones, faithful ones, faithful ones, to experience supernatural increase as never before. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, as Pastor Tom comes and the group comes, this is our prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. As we enter in now to a time of fellowship and communion, we purpose in our heart. To stop, to look, 
to listen. Thank you for great and effectual doors opening. Ha ha. Open. Everyone pray, pray open. Open in the name of Jesus.